Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the veterinary podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. If your life is not what you had imagined it would look like 10 years ago, and you're desperately looking for ways to make it how you thought it would be, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, Certified Veterinary Life Coach, Goal-Getting Girl, and Life Work Alignment Pro. Hello, all my friends. Welcome to episode number 39 of the Daring DVM podcast, and welcome to the first day of February. I know for some of you, we're only one month into 2024, and you are already thinking, man, I need a freaking vacation. We say things like this all the time. I just need a break. I just need a week at home to do absolutely nothing. I just need a vacation. And what's really interesting about this is that we say these things and we believe these thoughts because we think that our external circumstances are what cause our stress. So it makes perfect sense if you think your job is the problem then you would want to remove yourself from your job to get rid of the stress. It makes perfect sense to want a break from your work or from your family or from your kids. And we think that by going on holiday, everything will just be less stressful and happier. But what a lot of us find is that when we go on vacation, it's not like an immediate switch has just flipped. And that's because even when you remove yourself from the situation, your brain and your thoughts go with you. I can think of many times earlier in my career where I left for a weekend getaway or a short vacation from work, and I still found myself worrying about a particular case or whether or not a patient was getting better, or I was overthinking my last conversation with a particularly unpleasant client or a conversation with my boss or I was concerned that I forgot to do something or wrap up on something before I left. So really, it's not the vacation itself that is going to help you reset. And a lot of the times, even if those thoughts about work go away, we can still end up feeling stressed for different reasons. Maybe we have overplanned our schedule, or we are worried that we're not going to make it somewhere in time, or you just can't seem to find an activity that the whole family wants to do together. There's always someone complaining. And sometimes you end up questioning why you bothered to take this vacation at all. So sometimes it's almost like we prefer enjoying the anticipation of taking a break more than the actual vacation itself. And when you think about this, anticipating and thinking about a vacation and deriving joy and happiness from it is such powerful proof that our thinking really does cause our feelings. And the thing is, when we are anticipating something like a weekend away, we typically only anticipate the positive emotions. We don't seem to anticipate that the argument that we are in the middle of with our partner is still going to be there when we are staying at our hotel instead of in our house. We don't anticipate that our children are still going to act up no matter if we are at home or if we are away. And we don't anticipate that our own overthinking about that one client who said something about possibly submitting a board complaint is still going to travel along with us. 
that's not what we imagine. The good news is that in order for you to feel better about yourself and about your life, you don't necessarily need to, quote-unquote, take a break. And this is not to say that I do not think we need or deserve breaks and that we're supposed to hustle and grind all the time. I do believe that going on vacation and having experiences helps evolve us as human beings, and it creates time for us to unwind and relax and reset. Also, people who prioritize their well-being and their rest and personal time do show up differently at work and tend to get more done and feel good about it because they are taking care of themselves and getting the rest that they need. And if you remember from the episodes on regulation and building resilience and learning about your nervous system, you know that I am all about looking out for your own physical, mental, and emotional health. But what I want to say is that taking a break, going on vacation, having the night off, doing a weekend away, is not enough to solve your problems when your problems are actually your thoughts and the fact that you are existing in a state of dysregulation. When you say that you really just need a vacation, what you are actually saying is that I am burnt out and I don't know how to replenish myself and the only thing that I can think of is to remove myself from my current circumstance and maybe that will help. So yes, go on vacation and enjoy yourself and live your life, but do not depend on it to be your emergency reset button when you've already burned yourself out. Because what you really want and what you really need and what you really don't know how to get is resilience. You need resilience, aka a wide zone of safety, a resilient parasympathetic state to maintain a happy and calm and regulated emotional state. When you do not practice regulating yourself and your zone of resilience is narrow or non-existent, then when you finally do take a break, your tank is so darn empty that you cannot possibly refill it. At best, you get a little bit of relaxation and refueling in, and then you come back to work and to your regular life, and the whole process starts all over again. And this is why a lot of times you'll only be back for like a week or so and feel like you need an entire vacation all over again. When you do not have a regulated nervous system and you lack resiliency, you will feel like you need a vacation just to feel like a normal person again. You will feel so burnt out that the only thing you can possibly think of doing is taking a break. And in extreme circumstances, taking a break or going on vacation is going to return such little reward that instead you're going to feel like quitting altogether. You're going to want to take a break from being a vet and possibly break up with the profession completely. And this is not a healthy way for you to approach your life. And it's not going to be helpful in creating a sustainable veterinary industry either. So it's like a lose-lose. We end up walking away from a profession which we love and very much want to be a part of, and as a result, the profession suffers further. And then we make up a story about how the problem was vet med all along and that the only way that we can ever learn to be happy is by doing something completely different. But really, what we need to do is learn how to take care of ourselves and to build resiliency so that we can create the type of career and profession that we want. And we can make it better for future veterinarians, too. 
And I really think deep down, that's what a lot of us who are burnt out do actually want. But we just don't feel like we have any other option by the time we walk away. If you want a handy-dandy guide on building resilience into your life, then check out the free resource in the show notes. It covers the five fundamentals of building resiliency so that it becomes habitual and you can start to feel less stressed and less burnt out and enjoy your damn life. So what we're talking about today is the difference between resiliency and reactivity. Resilience is your ability to spring back to your normal state your parasympathetic resilient state, after an intense emotional stimulus. This is how you develop your capacity to handle the daily stresses of life and all the shit that comes your way. The opposite of resilience is reactivity. This is where you can have an intense reaction to a stimulus, regardless of whether it is a perceived or real threat and you have an inability to manage your reaction to the circumstance. You become dysregulated, and you're unable to manage your mental and emotional, and sometimes physical, reactions to the stressors. When you have resiliency, you're able to handle what is going on around you without deviating too much from your normal state, which is your calm and regulated and happy state. Instead, when you are reactive, then you are constantly going in a million different directions all at once, from happy to sad to stressed to frustrated to panicked to anxious to nervous to angry, by any little thing that is happening outside of you. Before I discovered coaching, my zone of resilience was narrower than I had initially thought it was. I could be quite reactive, and my usual response was sympathetic dominance, aka team hyper. I remember, as a new doctor, getting feedback about being snippy or sarcastic. Whereas now that I know how to coach myself, I get so much more feedback on how calm I am and how the teams that I work with love having me come in because I'm just so easy to work with and I like to take things as they come. And that's been really helpful as a relief surgeon because when I go into a new hospital, I have no idea who I'm working with and what's coming my way. But even just 10 years ago, I would have found this much harder to go into a new situation with protocols that were different from the ones that I preferred and were new and not as efficient for me. And if you look around you, you'll probably recognize a lot of people in your life, whether it be in your personal life or at work, who also have little resilience and a lot of reactivity. When any little thing goes wrong, they are immediately frustrated or exasperated, or maybe they're always sighing or rolling their eyes or making little comments. And it's typically just about small things, things that when you are functioning in a state of resiliency, you don't even really consider to be a problem at all. But instead, when you start looking around you, you'll notice how the people around you are constantly talking about how tired and how stressed and how burnt out they are and how they just need to take a vacation. So how do you know if you are being reactive? Well, are you always emotionally or mentally exhausted at the end of your day? Can a client's fifth phone call about the same lab result lead you to feel annoyed or frustrated? Does squeezing in an unexpected same-day appointment derail you? Do you obsess over whether somebody else is upset with you? 
even if they haven't said anything to you or anybody else and there's no real evidence that they are actually upset, do you find it difficult to manage your mind? And do you find yourself overthinking or ruminating on things and even though you are aware that you are doing it, you just can't seem to stop? Does your emotional life feel like a roller coaster where you're just reacting to all the ups and downs and feel like you're just along for the ride? When you wake up in the morning, are you already anxious about the rest of the day? When your weekend is over, are you already dreading going back to work? Have people told you, or maybe you think this about yourself, that you take things too personally or that you're too sensitive? These can all be signs that you do not have appropriate boundaries and that you do not have a wide zone of resilience. Any one of these signs can indicate a lack of resiliency and is telling you that you're functioning from a place of reactivity. And when you are functioning from a place of reactivity, you feel as if you're out of control. You feel as if life is happening to you. And when you feel as if you lack autonomy in your own life, then you are likely to lash out. This may look like frustration, or yelling, or being sarcastic, or getting angry. Some of you may be more likely to retreat, and this may look like anxiety or panic or a sense of helplessness and hopelessness, and even depression. This is your sympathetic nervous system coming into play. Think fight or flight. This is why it is important to identify the ways in which you are being reactive. It's not going to look the same for everybody. You will have a default second home or state that you go to. Whether you're somebody who becomes defensive and angry, or somebody who becomes anxious and frozen with worry, or somebody who sinks into hopelessness and just going through the motions, these are all signs of reactivity. Each person is just expressing it in a different way. Regardless of how you react, what happens is when you don't manage your mind and you just act on your unconscious programming, then you either end up lashing out at others or inwardly beating yourself up. You may start to take things personally. You may become derailed easily. You may overthink past events or conversations and even catastrophize about what may happen in the future. You only seem to see the worst. And all of this creates an enormous amount of emotional stress and suffering for you. And this ends up making you feel even worse because now you're adding even more negative emotion on top of your suffering and pain. And the reason we become tired and exhausted and burnt out is because it takes a lot of energy for us to have these reactions. Our nervous system and our body literally cannot keep up with the amount of energy that we are consuming in this constantly activated state. And eventually we have to shut down in order to conserve energy so that we can physically survive. This is burnout. Your body and your survival brain know that their job is to keep you alive. And they are going to do this by taking everything else offline and placing you into a state of such mental and emotional and physical exhaustion that you cannot possibly use up any more energy. You are now burnt out and you are just existing. The problem with this is twofold. Firstly, you are no longer thriving and enjoying life. You're just surviving and going through the motions. You are but a burnt out shell of your former self. And secondly, 
you don't have the energy or ability to refuel yourself. You run out of gas and you end up sputtering along for a while until eventually you have nothing left to give. And when you reach the point of scraping the bottom of your emotional barrel just to survive, everything around you is going to seem like much more of a problem and be much more challenging to you than it would be if you had plenty of energy and bandwidth to deal with it. So for example, when you're running behind in your appointments, it can be so much more challenging and frustrating to handle than if you were calm and confident about getting everything done. Or when a client asks you the same question for the third, fourth, or fifth time, it can be so much more challenging to be empathetic and think of another way to possibly explain it. Or when you have a lot on your plate and your assistant interrupts you while you are in the middle of writing records, it can be so much harder not to have a dramatic and irritated response. When you are running on empty, you are unable to cope with normal everyday challenges. And when something extra challenging happens, then you're totally fucked because you have nothing left to give. That is what it's like to be reactive. Your stress response is activated all the time and you reach a point where you just have nothing left to give. Being resilient, on the other hand, is the ability to maintain an even keel and to be calm and to think about your thinking and to process your emotions appropriately without becoming derailed. It is perfectly okay for you to feel frustrated or annoyed or anxious or nervous. These are all normal human emotions. And as you remember, life is 50-50. So you're actually supposed to feel these types of negative emotions 50% of the time. You are not going to feel happy and joyful and wonderful all of the time. But the difference with resilience is that you can feel these negative emotions and allow yourself to experience them and to process them and work through them in a way that does not leave you exhausted or completely drained. We are meant to experience all types of emotions and we are meant to go through all of our nervous system states. This is completely normal. It only becomes a problem when we don't know how to regulate ourselves and how to stay anchored in our zone of resiliency. We are meant to be flexible, and when we are resilient, it means that we can stretch our capacity and then return to normal again. And when we are able to do this, then we feel more empowered and we feel more stable and we're able to respond to whatever is going on around us and then return to our baseline pretty quickly. When we are anchored in our zone of resiliency, then we have the ability to control our thinking and to regulate our emotions. Whereas if we are not resilient and we do not know how to manage our mind, then we just end up swinging wildly between different emotional states and constantly reacting to whatever is going on around us. Being resilient makes you more physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy. People who have resilience do better in life. They succeed more in their careers. They are less likely to abuse drugs or alcohol. And they even have better physical health outcomes and lower mortality. It's not just about making your day-to-day -day life calmer and more pleasant. It's about improving mental, physical, and emotional health outcomes for you over the entire span of your life. When we instead exist in a state of dysregulation and chronic stress, then our bodies are flooded with adrenaline and cortisol and oftentimes we are so exhausted and stressed out by the end of the day 
that in a desperate attempt to just get some relief and a little hit of dopamine, we end up developing maladaptive coping strategies. We want to escape from our mentally stressful surroundings, and when we don't know how to regulate ourselves and expand our zone of resiliency, instead we turn to things like drinking, or abusing drugs, or mindlessly eating, or zoning out in front of the TV, or endlessly scrolling social media, or over-exercising, or not moving at all, and just numbing out completely. And when you look back at your life, is this really what you want to see? This is why it is so important to develop resiliency. Your day-to-day -day life will become calmer. You will have more energy. You will do better in your career. You will show up better in your personal life. You will be physically healthier. And you will be able to control your emotions without buffering through overeating or overdrinking or online shopping or numbing out or doing any of the things that you do to avoid being alone with yourself and your thoughts because you don't know how to cope with the way that you're feeling. So how can you develop resilience? That's the question, right? Obviously, you can hire a coach. Work with me. I would love to help you. But you don't have to because I'm gonna teach you how to do this right now. There are three main aspects to this. The first is acknowledging your nervous system. The second is processing your feelings. And the third is changing your thoughts. So when it comes to acknowledging your nervous system, this is what we have been talking about in the resiliency episodes. This is the practice of nervous system regulation. This is you asking and answering the questions Am I safe? Yes. Do I feel safe? No. And then using one of the regulation techniques to get into your body and bring your mind to the present moment and allow yourself to relax. You need to actively release and relax your muscles and the tension in your body because you need to be in a calm and relaxed state and body in order to access and process your feelings and your thoughts. So when you are working on this and practicing it, find a place that is safe and comfortable for you so that you can first regulate your nervous system and bring your prefrontal cortex online. The next step is processing your feelings. This also requires you to be present in your body. You want to become physically aware of the sensations that are moving through you. What you want to do is name the emotion and then describe the physical sensations that you feel in your body. Focus on your body and the physical sensations. Name the feeling and then describe whether it feels hot or cold, whether it's heavy or light, tight or loose, dark or bright. Is there a fastness or a slowness? Is it moving away or is it solid? And where is it in your body? When you focus on naming the feeling and describing the sensations, you are bringing your brain out of its overthinking spiral and giving it something to focus on. This immediately helps you to feel better and it reminds you that you are not in any physical danger. This is just a physical sensation. You are reminding yourself that this feeling is not an emergency. It is just a normal sensation in your body. And by bringing your attention to your body, you're not allowing your brain to keep overthinking and thinking thoughts that perpetuate the feeling. A lot of times what happens with reactivity is that you start to feel the negative emotion 
And then you freak out because you don't want to feel the negative emotion. So instead you try to resist it and you don't process it. And then it tends to get worse. It either gets worse because you're not dealing with it, like when you try to pretend everything is fine and keep it all inside and then eventually you have an outburst, or it gets worse because you are now feeling additional frustration or resentment or resistance on top of whatever the original negative emotion was. So getting into your body and processing the physical sensations of the emotion will help you to accept and to move through the emotion as well as give you an opportunity to manage your mind and to create more resilience. And managing your mind is step three. The whole reason that you're reactive in the first place is because you do not have control over your brain. So it's running amok, creating all of these irrational, terrible scenarios and creating fear and telling you lies about how nobody likes you or that you're worthless or that you're going to die alone and everything is your fault because your brain loves to catastrophize. And when you do this, you only make it worse. When you do not exercise control over your brain and your thinking, you do not build any resilience. And therefore, you fall victim to unconscious thinking patterns and thoughts that do not serve you. But as soon as you learn to manage your mind, you will stop being so reactive. And yes, this process does take time. But as you learn to manage your mind and you keep practicing this, you will notice that you become less and less reactive because what you are doing is developing a space between the stimulus and the response. You are creating the space between the stimulus and your response, and that is the space in which you have the ability to choose how you want to respond. Having this space and having the ability to choose your response is what creates the opportunity for you to develop your resilience. When you are reactive and you are buying into your current stories, then you feel emotions and think thoughts and act without question. You believe that all of your thoughts are true. And then you behave in ways that further support this. When you do this, you are not actually taking responsibility for your own thinking, and you are just reacting to whatever comes your way. When you are purely reactive, you feel as if your emotions happen instantaneously, and you feel as if you don't have any control of them. But this is not true. As we know from the self-coaching model, it is always our thoughts that create our feelings. So every single emotion that you feel when you are activated is actually coming from a thought. And usually it's a very fast, automatic, unconscious thought that you may not even be aware of. So the better you get at noticing and changing your thinking, the less reactive you'll be. And the way that you allow yourself to notice your thinking is by first regulating your nervous system and then allowing yourself to process your totally normal human emotions. When you do this, you immediately relieve your body's stress response and you create a space in which you can actually access your thinking. You must be willing to regulate yourself and bring your prefrontal cortex online. You must be willing to feel the sensations happening in your body and acknowledge and name the emotion that you are experiencing. And then ask yourself, what am I thinking that is creating this feeling? This is how you start to communicate with your brain. You are regulating your nervous system and letting your body and your brain know that everything is fine and that you're not in any empirical danger. It is okay that you don't feel safe or good in this moment. 
And then, once you've acknowledged this, you can get curious about what is going on and figure out what are the thoughts that are driving this feeling. And at first, you're going to react throughout your day and you're not going to feel in control. And then later, you're going to go home and you're going to think about what happened. What was said? How did you act? What did you say? What were you feeling at the time? And you're going to spend time processing that emotion and getting curious about what you were thinking or making it mean. As you become more adept at this, you will be able to notice and examine what's going on much sooner. And then eventually, you will notice what's happening during your reaction. And after that, you will be able to notice yourself and catch yourself before reacting. And once you have been coaching and really understand and know how to apply the material, you will even be able to plan how you want to respond ahead of time to any potential circumstance that may occur during your day. So yes, it is a journey and it does require work and it is absolutely possible for you. The better you become at noticing and changing your thoughts, the less reactive you will be. Eventually, you will have widened your zone of resiliency enough that the daily irritations and frustrations and challenges and stresses of your life will no longer trigger your nervous system in a way that dumps adrenaline and cortisol into your body and causes your heightened stress response. Once you can do this, your life becomes infinitely better. You feel empowered and free. You can create so much more in your life because you know that you can handle your emotions and you know that you can regulate yourself and you know that you are not scared of how you think you'll feel. And because of this, you will realize that you can do absolutely anything. If you want to have more courage and confidence in your life, you need to work from a space of resiliency. Yes, you will still experience fear and doubt because these are normal human emotions and they are never going away. But when you know that you have the tools to deal with any emotion that comes up for you, then you know that you will always have agency and will always be able to take control of yourself in any situation. You have the tools to understand what is happening to you on a biological level. You have the tools to describe what is happening to you physically and to name your emotion. And you have the tools to gain access to your prefrontal cortex and to get into your thoughts and decide whether they are the ones that you want to keep or not. So my challenge to you this week is to pay attention to yourself throughout your day and try to notice when you are reacting. Notice the moments in your day in which you can practice being resilient. Journal about this when you get home and think about what happened and how you responded and what you were thinking and how you would like to show up and handle the situation in the future. When you practice this, you will notice a decrease to your daily level of stress and you will begin to feel more like yourself and less burned out. And when you are showing up in your life in a fulfilled and aligned and satisfied way, then you will not need to take a vacation just to get a break. You will be able to take your vacation because you want to, and you're going to enjoy it, and you're not going to let your mind run crazy with a bunch of thoughts that distract you from being in your current moment. You're going to show up as the best version of yourself and have the fun and relaxing and amazing experience that you want and deserve. And when you come back from your vacation, 
you will be able to function from a resilient state and actually enjoy your freaking job and everything that is going on in your life. Instead of just feeling drained and exhausted and like you just need another break again. Having resilience is knowing that you can handle anything that comes your way. I believe in you. Do you believe in you? Okay, my friends, I love who you are. And even more than that, I love who you're becoming. Don't forget to grab the free resource in the show notes and sign up for the newsletter if you haven't yet. Until next week, dare to dream. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come coach with me in my Daring DVM coaching program. It's where you get individual help applying these concepts to your own life. This is where we address your challenges, crush your goals, and create your dream life. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life too. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come coach with me at www.daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. That's daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. I cannot wait to meet you. Dare to dream.